Hi, I'm Billy Shore. Welcome to a very special episode of Add Passion and Stir. We're coming up on our annual Chef's Cycle Ride. On May 13th, hundreds of chefs and restaurateurs begin an arduous three-day, 300-mile ride in Santa Rosa, California. It'll raise millions of dollars for our No Kid Hungry campaign. It'll be the fourth time that I've done the ride, even though I'm not a chef. Uh, but it's an exhilarating experience, and it has such an impact on our No Kid Hungry program. Last year, on the second day after completing 200 miles, we sat down with some of our most important supporters to talk about why culinary professionals shed their blood, sweat, and tears, and there are tears on this ride, uh, for the children in our country who experience hunger and food insecurity. So on this special episode, you're going to hear from Travis Flood. He's a chef and the owner of Papas Artisanal, and he considers himself, and we consider him, the chef of Chef Cycle, because after he rides 100 miles every day, he then cooks dinner for the hundreds of other riders. It's pretty amazing, and he's got an incredible commitment to the No Kid Hungry campaign. You will also hear from Jess Sarah, grew up in Montana, uh, actually knew what it meant to experience food insecurity. She's now a personal chef and a professional rider. You'll also hear from Tom Nelson. He's the president and CEO of Share Our Strength, and this will be the fourth time he's ridden. You're going to hear from him uh, in a conversation we had after last year's ride. And finally, Stuart Brown, who's the executive director of the Arby's Foundation. Arby's has been an incredible supporter of Share Our Strength. Over the last 30 years, they've donated more than $80 million to different youth-related charitable and philanthropic efforts, and they've had a very profound impact on Share Our Strength's No Kid Hungry campaign. If you'd like to join these amazing people in their work to end childhood hunger, just go to chefcycle.org, chefcycle.org, and click on the map of California to find out how you can make a difference. Hi, I'm Billy Shore. You're listening to Add Passion and Stir. We are in Santa Rosa today for the second day of the Chef Cycle ride for No Kid Hungry. And we've got four of our extraordinary riders here. Jess Sarah, uh, who provided the energy bars for this and who rides so fast that I this is literally the first time I've seen you today. <laughs> you were a pretty good rider. So thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Um, and you're also a personal chef. Correct. Correct. Um, and Stuart Brown, Arby's Foundation, mm -hmm. such an incredible partner of ours, generally speaking, uh, but for this ride as well. Glad Great. you're here. Thank you. Uh, Tom Nelson, the president of Share Our Strength and also a rider, um, somebody who I'm able to keep up with and who's able to keep up with me. So we've got a pretty special connection to this ride. Absolutely. Mile after mile after mile. Yep, yes. We're pretty well paired. Uh, and Travis Flood, who plays multiple roles here, he not only rides, but he provides dinner all four nights um, for the Chef Cycle riders. Um, he's got a restaurant called Papa's Artisanal, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, East Close L.A. East L.A. And so you rode today, you rode yesterday, you cooked dinner at night, and you I caught you coming out of a winery this afternoon, <laughs> which is not something that most of our riders were actually able to pull off. Well, when, when your route makers put the route right next to my favorite winery, it's really hard not to want to stop. Um, which winery but, was it? Uh, it's called Quivera. They're just right there on the Dry Creek Valley, uh, east of the river, or west of the river. Um, great Zinfandels. Um, look forward to spending some more time up there on Friday, actually, after uh, we complete our mission here uh, tomorrow and uh, move on to, to next year, for sure. Well, uh, I was uh, really jealous <laughs> when I saw you coming out of there. 
Travis, I want to start with you for a couple reasons. One is you had an unfortunate incident on the drive up here, but it in a way speaks to how this community has come together, and it had to do with your trailer tipping over with all, the, all of your cooking equipment on I-5, I, I think. Tell us what happened and tell us how the, the team here responded. So I came up a couple days early to make sure the the, uh, the produce and the meats and everything was delivered and set up on time. Because you're cooking for 230 chef riders. Plus, it's kind of an intimidating thing. Yeah, but plus all your staff, too. So we're talking about 300, 350 people a day here. So I came up early, had everything set up, got a couple practice rides in, and I got a phone call one day from uh, one of my employees. He's like, hey, chef, uh, we got a problem. We flipped the trailer. And I'm like, yeah, right. Send me a picture. And I actually hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally seconds later, I got a picture and my heart dropped because I have so much love and respect uh, and care for this organization that I don't want to fail. I mean, failing is the uh, ultimate um, fear of any chef. I mean, because we have so much passion to what we do. And uh, I sat there and I thought about it for a minute um, by myself. And then, then I right away, I reached out to the caddies and, and, and Quickly, we and these came are up the caddies being the other chefs who are kind of chef leader riders who are leaders here. Yeah, the, the caddies group. being the That's group kind of that our started. Nickname for them. Yeah, right. And and, and it's me, Chris, Jeff, Jason, and a couple other of us. And we started talking and chatting. And right away, it was share our strength. And and, and besides, no kid hungry and chef cycle. It was so cool to see it go back to like so the original. How, how's everybody going to share their strength? Right. And we Love had people that. calling welders. We had people calling food trucks. We had people calling other kitchens and wood-fired ovens. And we made one phone call to um, Brian from Hatchet Hall. He was still in L.A. And we're like, Brian, have you left yet? And he's like, no, we haven't. I'm like, sweet. We're going to get you a U-Haul. You're going to pick it up in the morning. And you're going to stop on the I-5 and pick up all this stuff off the freeway. And sure enough, it, it worked out. Brian met uh, my partner, Matt, and a couple of other my cooks. Um, off the I-5, and they transferred what was salvageable um, from the trailer, and they got up here. I mean, it was a little late um, on Monday night, but everything got here. Everybody was safe. Nobody was hurt. Together as caddies the first night and chefs, we just put the whole entire dinner together. I mean, Jeff and Mary Sue Milliken and Jason and Chris Cosentino, and even James came in to say hi in the kitchen. We're like, James, you got to make whipped cream. And it was really just... A unique environment to to be in with with my friends and, and a group of people that had a mission to feed these 300 people and get them carved up and loaded and ready to go for for the next day and as a chef that's like the ultimate like reward to, to be able to cook with your friends and not be judged by it and not be uh, criticized for what you're serving but to be appreciated for your hard work one of the things that Jeff Mann who rides was saying to us on another episode of this podcast was that uh he said he's at a place in his life now where all of his best friends are from the chef cycle ride those are the people that he's met who have become closest to him and it really kind of speaks to the kind of community that you're you're describing well what you guys did um and what jeff and jason and and you guys put together is something that i think is just so needed in the culinary industry and i mean chefs mostly but it's it's being reached out to different corporations and to breweries and to software developers that are all involved here in the restaurant industry and coming together not only does it get rid of egos and bad personalities but it opens up so many opportunities you know good opportunities healthy opportunities you know 
meeting people that make energy bars. The Arby's Foundation. When I met Neville the first year after he broke his ribs. Neville's the, one of the executive chefs at Arby's who rides. Yeah, and, and he broke his ribs, and we cheered him on in, and I bought him a beer, and, and, and he sat there in the hotel and watched TV and was complaining about his ribs, but he woke up the next morning, and he did it for No Kid Hungry. And it was just amazing. Like, when you sit back and you look at that, how do you not admire that? How do you not say, like, dude, like, that's gutsy. Like, that's, that's what it takes to, like, push the next limit. And, and as chefs, we see that, and we can respect it because I know that guy has heart. I know that guy has heart. I know she has heart. He has heart. I mean, to watch you and Tom do, what, 900 miles in the last three years with this is, like, it's super impressive. Uh, how do you not appreciate that and, and, and look at you guys for leadership and look at you guys for, you know, just setting it out there for us? You know, it's, it's such an amazing thing. Jess, um, I, I don't think I would offend anybody else here by saying you're the real writer of this particular <laughs> conversation. Um, how did you connect to the bike in the first place and how did you end up to be part of this ride? And tell us about your biking. Connecting to the bike was sort of an accident. I moved to San Diego in 2004 for graduate school. San Diego State, and I was studying exercise physiology, researching um, the sweat calcium levels that you lose when you're riding and how it related to osteoporosis. So I was around a lot of elite athletes in the lab all the time, and quite honestly, when I moved to San Diego, I would see people outside riding, and it looked like something awesome to do, but it was intimidating to me. But through a couple mentors, I ended up doing a VO2 max test, which is a test that measures your oxygen carrying capacity, basically, um, which is pretty, that cycling is based around your ability to carry oxygen and breathe. (laughs) So yeah, it was just, and I knew what it meant because I was a, I was a lab rat and I was studying physiology and really interested in it. So when I saw that number, I had a level of a professional rider, and I was given a bike by a professor of mine, and I started mountain biking with her team and uh, ended up racing mountain bikes in Xterra off-road triathlon first, and that was awesome, and sort of through a series of injuries and some other health issues, um, I found road biking, uh, kind of through like recovery from those, and that, that ended up being what I was truly passionate about. So, and how did you get connected to the Chef Cycle Ride? I got connected through Jeff, ma'am. Through Jeff, ma'am. Yep. Yeah, we, w- we knew each other. Um, he had come out and rode with my cycling team that I was on last year. And he came to one of our team camps. And we got to know each other, started talking. And he told me about the ride. And I was supposed to do it last year, but I had an injury, pretty significant injury last year. So I was unable to make it. So it was a, a really big goal for me this year. I'm glad you're here. Um, Stuart Brown, you're wearing a great T-shirt that says hashtag meat peddlers, meaning pedal like a bicycle, and you've got a bicycle on it with like maybe five or six different creatures Mm -hmm. and animals on the seats. Um, Arby's has been a big supporter of anti-hunger work nationally, but how did this ride come about for you? (laughs) Well, as neither a chef nor cyclist, that's a great question. And um, so I've watched Neville go the last two years. I've always thought, I would love that challenge. um, for you guys, I um, actually don't even own a bike. I borrowed a bike from a buddy in December, uh, started riding, and said, you know what, I, I mean, it's a challenge. I'd love to do it. And um, obviously, support is such a great cause and such a great mission. And, um, and what's been really fun for me over the last couple of days is to see 
just the community and the community of the culinary culture all come together. And um, I think Travis, you said without ego and without pretension and just come out and ride and support this incredible cause. And say a word about Arby's commitment to this, because it really has been long lasting. It's been more than just kind of a token support of something, but it's been a deep corporate engagement. Sure. So uh, back in 2011, um, the Arby's Foundation decided to really shift our focus to childhood hunger. And since then, we've been very focused on ending childhood hunger in America. We've been focused on summer hunger particularly. Um, And it's really been something that's... um, We've grown a lot of roots within the organization. We have this year, even at Chef Cycle, we have franchisees. We have um, our operations team. We have support from the foundation. So we have people from all across the organization because they've really bought into supporting the end of childhood hunger in America. And it's something that is um, just something that the organization has become really passionate about. And we've um, seen that happen as we supported you guys and see the work that you guys do and feel very good about partnering with you guys the the way that we do. We may have riders in the future who want to be part of this ride who haven't trained. Uh, you could be an inspiration, Stuart. You went from <laughs> zero riding to 100 miles a day for the last yeah. two days, and it's going to be 100 miles tomorrow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I had not been on a bike in about 20 years. And so I've got uh, a four-year-old and a two-year-old at home, so not a ton of time to go out riding. So it was a lot of, like, 10.30 at night, 11 o'clock riding in the, in the garage. And on the weekends, you do what you can do. I mean, my longest ride before I got out here was only 30 miles. I don't recommend that. <laughs> but uh, but it's doable. You know, I think the, uh, the other thing is it, it really helps to have a friend who has a great bike who is uh, willing to let you borrow it for five months. So, you know, what I've learned is that this this uh, this is going to cost me a lot of money because I want to go out and buy a bike now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, a little bit, it's a little bit in the blood right now. So uh, I will definitely have to go ahead and do that so I can make it back next year. So Tom Nelson is the president of Share Our Strength, who is responsible for running the organization that is ending childhood hunger. Um, What's this ride meant for the organization and what's it meant for you? I, I know from talking to a lot of our staff that they're very inspired by the fact that you've done this for three years. Uh, but what's it meant for you and for the, the whole organization? Yeah, to the extent people are inspired by, by my example, I think it's about, uh, one, a guy who's not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination, and second is twice as old as most of the riders. So <laughs> maybe I get a little bit of cred for that. But uh, I think the kind of themes that, you, that you've heard from, uh, from you, you, the other guests uh, right now, I think the fact that, uh, as Travis said, the, the, the fear of failure, uh, is a motivator. It doesn't mean you got to complete the ride, but you got to give it your best. It's absolutely okay to get off the bike and walk up that gruesome hill, uh, as many of us have had to do on occasion. But you're absolutely but dedicated. But I should say not you. You yeah, haven't had okay, to. Okay, okay. I've made it up the hill. I ride with you. It's it impressive. may be slow Did going. Did you climb the hill uh, off oh, the beach the other day? Every hill. Yeah, Tom never gets off the bike. It's slow going, but I get up the hill. But I think that's what it, it, it symbolizes for the organization, and that's why people are so inspired. It's the diversity of people coming together, chefs, um, uh, corporations, uh, elite cyclists coming together saying, look, we're not going to fail. We're going to persevere. On this ride, we're going to persevere in ending child hunger in this country. So I think people take real inspiration from that commitment, that passion, and that relentless drive to succeed. And that's what's happening over these three days, and that's what we're doing as an organization. And how's it impacted internally at Share Our Strength in terms of the growth of it and the impact we're able to have and, and just the team, the staff there? 
Well, I think I think people are also inspired by the fact that we've gone from the very first ride, which is about a dozen people, to over 235 riders this time. So they're seeing that kind of growth. They're seeing the revenue, the resources that are generated to end child hunger. And more and more staff are getting involved saying, this is pretty cool, I want to be part of it, I want to support it in some fashion. So it builds a lot of internal excitement as well. One Travis, I a, please. I have a quick question for you. When when you and your sister Debbie started this years back, I'm sure it was the two of you that came up with this idea. How many employees did you start with? At Share Our Strength. Well, are you saying the idea for Share Our Strength itself yeah, or for the ride? The, from the very so beginning. Strength, of the yeah, we started with a two thousand dollar cash advance on a credit card, and there was Debbie, me, and I think two other young women um, who really were the unsung heroes, particularly my sister Debbie, because I was working in government at the time and in politics and I was at Share Strength some days and I was at my other job some days and uh, I, I, I remember always used to being afraid to call Debbie because I always assumed that if I called her she was going to tell me like I've had enough I can't do this anymore the phone never rings nobody answers our letters I mean it was really rough going and the two thousand dollar cash advance obviously only takes you so far today we're raising about sixty one million dollars a year as an organization but a lot of it has to do with Debbie's persistence and 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 I think Chef Cycle's been you know kind of on the same trajectory frankly because we started with a small number of riders and Debbie and Adele Nelson uh, who coordinates it had this vision that it could actually be a really big thing and we just have to kind of keep chipping away at it and today it is so besides the hundreds of volunteers and the CHP and the bike riders that have been just helping direct us through us this awesome like creation of like nature what are you guys at now with employees? Oh, we have 220 staff, <laughs> That's um, and a lot of them deployed. Some of them deployed helping us do events like this, but a lot of them deployed in schools, in communities, working with superintendents, with mayors, making sure kids get school breakfast and making sure that whatever obstacles there are to kids getting breakfast and summer meals and after-school meals get knocked down. Um, those 220 employees report to you, Tom. Anything to add about what their job is? I think I think the thing is remarkable, and I'm. Billy's going to get annoyed at this. I'm still relatively new to the organization in five years. <laughs> but, but what's extraordinary is the level of passion. Uh, and that's why this podcast has is, is, is got a great name. Uh, the passion that the employees, the volunteers, the folks who are on Chef Cycle bring to this cause. And again, having lived in the nonprofit world, I think what's com particularly compelling is we've got a verb here. We're going to end child hunger. It's not that we're going to fight it. It's not that we're going to do some stuff. We're going to end child hunger. And so I think that's what's been striking to me, uh, that the employees, the volunteers, the folks that we work with have that shared commitment to succeeding. And it's super contagious. It is. And, and one, of the, one of the things that uh, relates to, you know, ending childhood hunger, and it's something Travis said, and it relates to me getting up that hill today, which I didn't really expect to do at the end, or yesterday's hills was I was riding next to you, Travis. I think it was the first ride that we did. And I remember you very quietly he was pedaling and I was kind of like right up edged against him. And he was just saying under his breath, uh, the pain in my legs is not as great as the pain in hunger. You know, the pain in my legs <coughs> is not as great as the pain of kids being hungry. And I think about that when I go up the hills. If you'd like to be part of Chef Cycle, whether you want to ride or contribute in some other way to help end childhood hunger in America, just go to chefcycle.org, chefcycle.org, and click on the map of California to learn how you can make a difference. You know, I, I had the opportunity to meet a professional cyclist the other day, and uh, it was Jens Voigt. And 
we rode 55 miles together and he didn't drink any water. He didn't even sweat. He didn't even like catch, like run out of breath. Um, but I didn't really know who he was when I first started riding with him. I had to YouTube him and Google him. And, and the more I found out about him is the more I found out he was like a chef is he had the ability to go out on his own and be an all-star and a superhero, but he really just kind of like sat back and was a team player and getting to know him and getting to see what he was really about was just a very, very impressive opportunity of mine. And when we were climbing up that hill off the beach yesterday, I don't know if you saw on the ground, it said, shut up legs. That's, <laughs> that's him. That's his quote. That's who he is. And all last yesterday and today, it's in my head, shut up, shut legs. up legs, shut that's up great. legs, that's great. keep on pedaling. Uh, well, let's just, uh, let's talk about today's ride. Uh, I think, you know, I find that like when I go back home after the ride, words don't really capture it. You know, people like, oh yeah, so you had a long ride and there were big hills and your legs hurt. But describe what the ride was like for you today. Uh, you know, it was a gorgeous ride. We were riding through wine country, but give us a little bit of a sense of just what the ride felt like and looked like. So we rolled out of Santa Rosa and almost immediately at we're 630 in the at morning. 630 in the morning, <clears throat> which, by the way, is a little early for professional Peloton. <laughs> we don't no normally race until around noon. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. OK. So but I, I like it. I like getting up early and getting out on the bike. And there's I think there's something kind of special and sharing it with everyone with like the sun coming up over the valley and over the wineries. And we were almost immediately on this road that was I mean it was just unreal and I looked over and I saw a sign and it said Chalk Hill and then I saw one that said Silver Oak and I realized where I was and in terms of the wineries in, in terms of the wineries yes. yes and yesterday we rode really hard <laughs> we rode the group I was in rode really fast because the, and, and there were hills yesterday and there that was were hills like and really significant hills significant hills and I heard some of the guys talking to coach Adam who's helping coach some of the chefs on this ride and they were setting power records um on yesterday's ride so I didn't get a chance to talk to a lot of people yesterday um but today I got to talk to so many people and I met Bruce who is with Share Strength and we talked for probably an hour rolling into one of the rest stops and it, it was just it's an incredible experience yeah one of the hills yesterday if you'd have taken a video of me on it you would have thought it was a still shot I was so <laughs> slow were you practicing your track hill. stand <laughs> yeah that was pretty much what I was doing you know what I um, love what I love is how can you be going that slow and not fall and off not fall over and I'm not just talking about you but yeah just thank generally. you <laughs> I'm going up the hill as well very slowly somehow I stay on the bike and it doesn't keel over. Which That's is, the magic of bicycles. Yeah, it I think. defies <laughs> physics. It defies so, Stuart, as the guy who doesn't even own a bike and borrowed one for this <laughs> ride, what was the ride like for you today? So, um, first of all, I was. Or yesterday. Today I was, was the second yeah. day, by the way, of a, you know, it's a 300 mile ride. We rode 100 yesterday. We rode 100 today. So, I was, um, I was with you guys yesterday on the hill, actually behind you. And yes, it's impressive because you guys just kept going. You never got off. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I, for me, it speaks to your commitment to just be out there and finish it off. So um, today was a beautiful ride, as Jess said. I would say Jess and I have had completely um, opposite end of the spectrum experiences. Um, I, I think I got in about an hour ago. And uh, so for me, it was a beautiful ride, but I had three flat tires today. And, you had three uh, flat tires? Is that unusual? That seems on a, uh, on a bike with two tires, that's hard to do, yeah. right? They're just saying in cycling that it comes in threes. So it, I, I think you got them out of the way for like the whole year today, but we just, my team just raced tour of California and my, one of my teammates, she in one stage broke a wheel, had a flat tire. 
switched to a spare bike from the team car. That bike flatted, got on her old bike, that flatted again. So I think she went okay. through about so four happens. or five wheels in one stage. But I think your your luck is it's yeah. going up from here. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all good. I mean, how could you be unlucky out there? It's beautiful. You're with some great yeah. folks. So there's nothing wrong with it. Extends the ride. It's a beautiful day. I comp- I contemplated bringing a wine bottle back on my bike. I I had like my <laughs> bottles three inches. My my bottle cage is two and a quarter, two and a half. I'm like, I don't want to break a carbon fiber uh, what water would cage. Do? <laughs> oh, he would be he drinking would, that wine, drink wine. <laughs> with a donut in his hand as well. Well, let me, wait. I, yeah, three flat tires, and so I sat on the side of the road for about 45 minutes while one of the guys came and fixed my bike, which is phenomenal. But one of the things that really resonated with me today is that. Um, I just met Robert Goodwin from the Mattel yeah, Foundation. The Mattel He's the executive yep. director. He sat on the side of the road with us for 40 minutes, waiting for my bike to get fixed, and we okay. just chatted. Yep. And it was really interesting to me that you think about getting on a bike and going from point A to point B. It doesn't sound complex. But when you look at it, you have all the gears, you have all the cables, you have... It's a big operation. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that bike that makes it a little bit complex. And you think in a country like ours, ending childhood hunger should not be that complex. When you get into it, you open, you get under the hood, and there's a lot of complexity there as well. But when you rally around a community, people from all different sides of it, it happens, right? And so yep. even though I'm not on a bike I own, borrowed, and I had all the flat tires and all the issues, literally I think sat on the side of the road for about two hours combined trying to fix my bike today, I made it. And because of the power yep. of community, and I wasn't left alone, had people with me saying, hey, how can we help, how can we help? And I think there's a really powerful analogy there. As we do it, we're trying to do big picture um, with share strength. Just the same thing that happened today with uh, with the chef cycle. Like it's that, that yep. big picture, that macro thing that says, yeah, we can do this together. Well, Travis, you said something to me yesterday about community. And um, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you were talking about your own childhood and the role that this ride has played in um, kind of compensating for s- some things that were missing for you. You know, I've always worked hard in my life. And, and a lot of it's kind of been on my own. You know, I've always had a father figure. I've always had a mother. It's always pushed me to, to be a good human being. Um, but I was never really accepted into, like, not the restaurant world's not the right way to say it, but no matter how hard I pushed, it was like the cyclist that never made the team. It was the cyclist that just couldn't get that sponsor. And, and now to be, like, the chef of Chef Cycle... And, and, and to be able to cook for Michelin star chefs and chefs from all over the U.S. and well, Jason's from the land down under, so yeah, right. <laughs> from all over Australia. the world. Um, it, it's it, it's a great opportunity, you know. And, and and Christmas is Christmas, you know. I love seeing my kids open presents, and, and Thanksgiving is you know I'm used to driving all over California to please other people, but myself, I look forward to Chef Cycle. You know, uh, tomorrow will mark 900 miles for me with Chef Cycle. And it's just like, let's do this. Every year, like, I'll get off the bike tomorrow. I'll cook dinner, and my team will cook dinner for everybody. And I'll look to you and Tom and Adele and be like, all right, what's next? Where's mountain biking Chef Cycle? Mammoth is all over. I'm sure Mammoth would get down on this, right? So it's like, how can I take my passion from cooking and feed everybody and, and then still help you guys? You know, all of our great sponsors that have come together and donated meat and seafood and, and, and product, it's, again, it's just the community around it that I could sit back and look at it and be like, this is awesome. You know, like, it's not about me. It's not about the restaurant. It's not about anybody else, but making sure that kids get fed. And, and I really was kind of, when I first started with this organization, 
I didn't really know what to expect. I thought you guys bought like Snickers bars and Doritos and chips for kids and delivered them to schools and sent them home with it. And I got the opportunity to go to a school in LA County with your sister and and, and I met a principal and I, I can't remember her name, but it was like, it, it blew my mind. Like to really see like how Share Our Strength and No Kid Hungry works. And from that point on, like the first year was cool. Like, oh, this is great. I'm riding, I'm losing weight, I'm healthy, I'm helping kids out. But that one day, it really, I sat back and I looked at it and like, wow, this is something that the U.S. needs, something that families need, and this is something that together as a group that we could just crush it and abolish and it, seem, it. And it seems like part of our job, just hearing you say that, is to make sure that more people can have the kind of experience you had because that's more transformative and more powerful than anything Tom or my sister Debbie or I could say to you, right? Just like being there, bearing witness to it yourself personally had that power. And, and not only was that amazing, but just the work that you guys do, you know, seeing you post, you know, Instagram photos and, and Tom out riding and, and, and the community as a whole, like, I don't just follow No Kid Hungry. I mean, I follow Share Our Strength. I, I follow Chef Cycle. I, I, I follow like everything you guys do and everything from the bake sales, the cookie sales, the car washes, all that stuff just, it resonates to like how deep your roots are. And, and I have a huge tattoo of a tree on my arm and, and, and the bottom it comes down just a bunch of roots and, and that really means to be rooted in life. And, and I really feel that as a chef and writing for Chef Cycle, like I've rooted myself here. And, and it means more to me to, to be involved in this than, than Christmas, than Easter, than, than all those holidays because this is it. This is, this is the one week a year that I could look back at and be like, that was awesome. I didn't get anything out of it. No gifts, no presents. I mean, I got some granola bars <laughs> and, and a fancy water bottle and a T-shirt and some cool socks from Arby's. But, like, what I get out of it is just pure enjoyment, pure pleasure. Like, last night there was a long line for all those fresh burgers, but nobody was mad. Right. Nobody was upset. There was no frowns. There was no tears. There was no sad people. Just, yes, this is a great day. This is great food. And, 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 and you see that, and you can step back and go, like, how is this not going to work? Travis, I want to add on to that. The, um, you're, you're talking about the experience you get when you come here and what you see and what you get to be a part of. Um, as someone who is more on the, hey, we're going to donate and we're going to be a part of it, but our biggest action is donating, um, to be able to come here and see it come to life, to see the chef community rally around this, to hear stories of guys who were in the Uber at 3.30 in the morning on Monday and they're getting out of the car and the Uber driver's asking him, hey, what happened or what are you going, what's this big box? And he explains it and as he's getting out of the cab at four o'clock in the morning, the Uber driver gives him 20 bucks for No Kid Hungry. Like it is making a difference and to be able to see this and engage with it, it, it takes it to a new level of engagement. You know, and so that's really a powerful thing to be a part of. And we've been to other events, but this is completely different. It's contagious, yeah. Yeah. super contagious. So as we wrap up, Jess and Tom, say something about what Chef Cycle could be. We've talked a lot about its growth. What, what do you think it could be? You are a part of a lot of rides. What, mm -hmm. what do we have ahead of us if, if our imagination is big enough? Well, I, th I, I first just want to add on a little bit, too, about the community part and what Travis just mentioned, because I come from a single-parent home, a mom who was a cleaning lady, and a lot of the times we depended on food that was left over in condos and vacation rentals that she would clean um, and we come from a very small community in Montana and I, I didn't realize it when I was younger exactly what was happening, but 
as probably around first or second grade, I, I started to realize that the community was really helping my mom so she could feed us. And we lived in apartments the size of our hotel room. And, you know, she would always sleep on the futon on the floor so my sister and I could have the bed. And But my point is, as I started growing up and realizing that not only were people investing in helping us not be hungry, but they were investing in me as a person. And I think that with your question with the future of this is it goes beyond just these kids who don't have breakfast or lunch or dinner and being hungry, but it, it goes to the point where they realize that people believe in them and it increases their self-esteem, it increases their self-worth, um, it encourages them to, it encouraged me to believe in myself and think, hey, I can go to college or I could own my own business. I could be a professional athlete. So I think with Chef Cycle, obviously with the community that we have with, you know, all of the businesses from Arby's to the chefs that have created this community, but it, it's just going to expand to a different level that goes beyond food um, and it goes it just goes so far beyond all of that. So I think that's that's the direction that it's headed in. And and so your personal experience has really powerfully informed your view of what this could be. I a hundred percent. I mean, I'm a product of people believing in me and and helping my family. And I without it, I mean, I can't I can't imagine where I would be. And I know a lot of these kids don't come from small communities where there's other families that can pitch in. So organizations like this, we are their family. We give them that sense of you know, self-worth and community and just future. So Tom is the guy responsible for making it bigger. Where can it go? How's it well, going to get there I'd, next? I'd build on Jess's comment. I mean, I think uh, uh, the whole chef cycle experience is, is, is a profound example of how we are each individually and collectively capable of so much more than we think we are. And that includes really transforming what it means to be a kid in this country. And I think that's the powerful, powerful message of Chef Cycle, that we can do so much more. Again, I think Chef Cycle itself, uh, one of your favorite phrases is the, is the failure of imagination. I think we've got to make sure we're thinking big enough about Chef Cycle. And, yeah, we've got this extraordinary experience in this beautiful place in California. Can we have a big enough imagination to think about something that really is profound for the whole country? And how do we pull more people into Chef Cycle? How do we get more people to have the kind of witness experience that Travis was talking about so that we really build the public will via something like Chef Cycle to end child hunger in this country? I think that's doable. That's what Chef Cycle offers us. Well, I want to thank the four can of I, you. Travis, Can I, last can I word. close with something real Please. quick? Is that um, you started off with six. You moved to two coasts with 25 apiece. Uh, that was the second year. The third year was uh, about 100 and 110. We're 240 strong this year. We were actually 280 strong, but through life and restaurants, we lost some riders. But um, how many came back year after year? Yep. Everybody. Yep. Everybody has come back. And if they couldn't come back, it's because there was some part, something in their life that they couldn't be here. And trust me, I'm receiving text messages and emails from these guys. You know, Cyril from the Four Seasons is like crushed. He's seen all of our Instagrams and photos like, oh man, I want to be there. And I'm like, chef, we'll go ride, you know, on Saturday or something. But that alone, you know, 
is is huge. Um, well, I want to thank the four of you for being on Ad Fashion and Stir, and especially for being part of Chef Cycle and the extraordinary commitment that goes into that. Just Sarah, a uh, personal chef and cyclist, great to have you here. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you so much. Um, Stuart Brown from Arby's, uh, what a great partner you've been and what, a, what a commitment you embody and bring to this. So sure. thank you. Uh, Tom Nelson, my uh, partner in crime, uh, always good to be with you, and I'm glad we get to ride together. My pleasure. Absolutely agree with you. And Tra uh, Travis, I thank you for two things, but I didn't even thank you for feeding us four nights in a row, so thank you for that as well, Travis Flood. Uh, no problem. Well, I'm going to get back in the kitchen here and make sure we got some good food for you guys tonight. So well, My new ambition for tomorrow's ride is I want to stop at a winery like Travis did. <laughs> and uh, believe it or <laughs> not, do. believe it or not, I want on one of the hills I want to have a flat tire like Stuart did, because I'd love to sit on the side of the road for an hour. I'm sure that's not why you did it. But uh, nothing would make me happier. I'm Billy Shore. You've been listening to Ad Fashion and Stir. Thank you all. Thanks for listening to this really special episode of Ad Passion and Stir. I hope you'll support the sacrifice of our riders who are riding to end childhood hunger. There's a simple way to do it. Just go to chefcycle.org, chefcycle.org, and you'll find a way that you can contribute and support our campaign to assure that America is a place where there is no kid hungry. Ad Passion and Stir is distributed by District Productive. Our senior producer is Carrie Thompson. Our executive producer is Peter Ogburn. Ad Passion and Stir is the creation of Billy Shore, Debbie Shore, and Paul Woody Woodhull. I'm Billy Shore. You're listening to Ad Passion and Stir from Share Our Strength.